you guys ever wonder if, like, you're the real you? <laughs> like, could someone have cloned you at some point in your life and, like, you didn't know? Here's, here's my thing. I know that you're doing a cold open right now, and this is just a parallel thought. But of all, like, the kooky, like, government conspiracies and stuff, the one that I believe completely and most truly is that there is a non-zero number of human clones living right now. No, isn't that, like, a thing? Like, that happened in China? Like, there was a girl that, like, she was, like, a clone of some sort, and then she just fucking disappeared. Like, the government disappeared her or something like that? To my knowledge, we haven't publicly cloned humans, but the thing is, is that, like, as, as, as big of a thing as it is in science fiction, it's one of the most easily accessible, like, right now, absolutely possible of, like, the quote-unquote science fiction technologies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we can't teleport shit. We can't go faster we than We can't light. shrink people. But cloning, we can do that shit. Like, we, like it's, it's absolutely possible. And so, with 8 billion people on the planet, uh, there's no way that a well-funded few haven't gotten up to cloning people and i'm not saying that it's important you know what i mean like i i don't think that it has like a like a big effect on world events or politics or anything but there is just there's there there are human clones walking around maybe you've maybe you've met one who knows so i know this isn't the clone podcast <laughs> kind of is it could be it's but about to be thing- after we watch this fucking movie yeah the the thing that I was talking about is there were some Chinese researchers that have uh, that gene edited a pair of twins. Okay. And they were imprisoned. But for that's like, three like years. that's like that's doing shenanigans though. while they're in the womb. Yeah, right? yeah. That's not the same as like not the creating same. a human clone. Not the same at all. But okay. that's the thing I was thinking of. We watched Infinity Pool. <laughs> <laughs> we watched a little old movie called Infinity Pool. A truly, truly fucked up movie. <laughs> really, honestly, not what I was expecting from this movie. It was, and I don't cold. know what I was expecting, but it was not like a bunch of rich people cloning people, like cloning themselves just to like for funsies, <laughs> and like killing people and shit, and taking home three urns of your own ashes. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, not what. I- not what I was expecting at all. I knew we were getting some sort of flavor of fucked up because this is a Brendan or Brandon Cronenberg, son of David Cronenberg. The OG of body horror. Yeah. The, the fly and the, so on. The godfather. Um, so I knew we were in store for some sort of fucked up. And for some reason, not for some reason, Mia Goth just like screams fucked up to me now, which I know that's not doesn't sound like a compliment but i but it is um yeah let's do a summary i guess can um, i do it yeah go ahead i was telling becca this earlier but we're gonna bring back the one minute summaries but instead of one minute we're gonna be roughly two minute summaries two so minute summaries. that we don't get too bogged down in the details so we still have a time cap but a more generous time cap. A more generous time cap. Okay. Yeah. So that we're not, because we get too bogged down sometimes. All right. So, <clears throat> new segment. Welcome to the drive out, by the way, where we drive into the movies and talk about it on the drive out. Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, maiden voyage of the two-minute pod or uh, movie summary begins now. Our main character is a struggling writer who, uh, with his wife, 
goes and uh, visits a resort in a very dangerous country. Um, they meet another couple, uh, specifically like a mysterious woman who claims to be a fan of the writers. Um, they go out into the country beyond the resort where they're not supposed to, uh, and while they're having fun, strike a civilian, killing them. Um, the writer is set to be executed by the country, but the country has a, uh, a, a justice system loophole whereby you can pay money to create a clone of yourself, which is then executed in your stead. The wife is horrified by this and leaves soon after, um, but the writer gets embroiled in like this very small cult of rich tourists who uh, regularly visit this resort and do all sorts of debauchery and murder <laughs> and mayhem and whenever they're caught are completely exempt from any of the consequences because they can simply pay for clones of themselves <laughs> to be made which are then executed by the country's government. Um, the Mia Goth, who plays like kind of the cult leader in this situation, has like this infatuation with the writer uh, and wants to prove that he's like some sort of monster or like like she is. I don't know. It gets really weird. Um, but there's lots of killing of clones uh, at, at different points. We're not sure if we're the real one or the clone anymore. Um, various horrible orgies with dark masks on uh, and at the end the writer is left only partially sane while the rest of the tourists in the cult go home to live out their lives as though nothing happened and very likely to come back next year and do it all again. Yeah. <laughs> it was... Uh... That's what, like... I don't know. I knew was going to happen at the end was that they just get to leave because... Because that's what which that's rich what people that's the get point. to do. Yeah. yeah. And, like, their bus ride home. Like, I was expecting all of the dialogue about, oh, did you leave the key under the planter for Carla? Oh, yeah. Did you pay the guy who get her to our garage? I, I just got an invoice from him last week. I'm just going to rearrange all the furniture. You know, like, it's just, like, disgusting. And they're all wearing just, like, normal outfits. Normal clothes. You know, and Mia Goth puts her hair up for the first time and, like no makeup like it's it's so unsettling very unsettling especially since like those we watched her breastfeed him with blood yeah that wasn't great that wasn't great (laughs) this movie was all kinds of fucked up and i knew it was from okay there's two points the first point that i was like okay this is like a a loop like he's not going to be able to leave kind of thing is when he goes where are we again? And I was like, all right, that's it. And then they're talking about going to the Chinese place. We are now in the Hotel California. And I was like, okay. (laughs) But then also, when Mia Goth's character comes up, I can't remember any other names except for James. Mia Goth is Gabby, I think. Was it Gabby? When Gabby comes over while James is peeing, jerks him off and leaves. Me and Becca looked at each other. We looked at each other and go, power Power move move. (laughs) (laughs) the same time and uh, that's when I knew this movie was going to be something I wasn't expecting at all yeah I uh... what what level of knowledge did you have coming into this Robert because I was 
utterly cold. I hadn't seen I saw the trailer. trailer. I hadn't heard a single human say the name besides you. I saw the trailer and I saw that Brandon Cron- Brandon Brandon I can't remember. Brandon Cronenberg. Um I saw that he was directing it and that's all I know. I knew that and Mia Goths. And Mia Goth, yeah. And Alexander Skarsgård, because I saw the trailer, so I knew that those two were involved, um, which I like both of them. It, it was such a weird... My first introduction to Alexander Skarsgård was uh, fucking True Blood. Is that a vampire thing? Like yeah. a vampire it's, show? Yeah. yeah. It's a supernatural, steamy romance that HBO did. Crazy um, how much he looks and sounds like his father. It's like that that was the biggest unsettling part of the film for me. See, I don't think he I don't know, maybe I haven't seen very many things with old man's cars. With old man's cars guard, but him and Bill, I swear, like you close your eyes and I wouldn't be able to tell you which one is talking. <laughs> They've all really? got a look to them for sure. Yeah. Um yeah, I I it's it's weird to see him in this role because like you know the parts in the movie where he was very animalistic and like mm. grunting and screaming that's the like scars girl I'm familiar with you <laughs> know what I mean but like when like he's tied up and being stabbed by a child and going like please oh, please oh God. God please don't do it like th- that is so foreign to me and so mm. it was very interesting to see kind of his uh, acting chops to mm-hmm. you know bring the bring that character that, that was never seen before that was very range, disturbing the range in this movie by him alone yeah i was a little underwhelmed by mia goth actually after watching her in pearl mm. i thought her i think pearl i mean pearl's her movie so obviously it's yeah getting to be the protagonist rather than the antagonist definitely gives you more yeah to work with um so i mean she, she still did amazing obviously she was really good I, her normal voice is very unsettling to me. I don't know what it is about it. And her lack of eyebrows just, like, really hammer home the unsettling. I, like, she, she, she's pretty, but, like... She's a homunculus dog. Yeah. She like she's made in a flask with alchemy. Also may have... No, definitely have seen... Mia Goth's tits more than any other tits on this planet. Maybe even my own. Do you think that was her actual tits he was sucking on? Or do you think they have, like, if there, there's, like, some weird Hollywood rules that has, she has to have, like, a fake boob? Like a stunt uh, tit? Dude. Stunt tit, yeah. I don't know. Because that, that almost, that feels like it crosses the line to me. A I little bit. I mean, like, not obviously, like. There were a lot of dicks in this movie. Yeah, but they're all flaccid. They were, but. Lame. They were still there. There were a and lot of dicks. old dicks. Yeah. And that guy who, uh, the old guy who they tied up, the first dick we yeah. see, and he's sitting there and just like... Just saggy. Saggy. Yeah. Bro. Very... I, so ahead. much flesh in this movie. <laughs> a lot of and flesh. blood that was paint I am so obsessed with. <laughs> I love the dark, viscous thick blood that's not like like you know that's not real blood but it just looks so cool because it's so opaque i love it there are a few movies like if you bring up any particular aspect of this movie i think it's at least above average like yeah the the cinematography the acting the uh the screenplay the The way that it treats its themes 
it, it's just incredible to me that you can make a movie this good that I fucking hated watching <laughs> throughout the entire time. It's so uncomfortable. It's very, and, very and uncomfortable. And this movie, more than almost any other, I think, I don't know. I know that you enjoy horror. For me, I enjoy having seen a horror movie in the past tense. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I enjoy being able to, like, think about it and talk about it and uh, being able to connect with people about having seen it and what we thought was cool and what we thought was gross and stuff like that. I never enjoy the watching <laughs> of a horror movie and this maybe more than any other. It like, probably like there made... are other movies that have scared me more, but this movie, I just, I it was hated grody. it. It threw out. It probably didn't help that me and Becca like got up and walked off. We're like, too sat. short. We couldn't see. Yeah, over we were too the short. Seat. We couldn't see over the seat, so we had to move so that we could see the screen. <laughs> I was about to sit on the armrest, dude. <laughs> um, That's why I don't like sitting in the back row because you can't see over the tall seats. I love that you don't love watching horror movies because I love being there watching you watch horror movies. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> piece of shit <laughs> it's crazy because like my whole life i haven't like i grew up in a home where we didn't watch horror movies because neither of my parents like them and i don't know my sister really used to enjoy say, you them had a, you had a phase in high school though well, not me i hated it my sister did we had friday nights were our pizza in a movie night and jordan who's been on the podcast before um, Once in Future he, King. Um, he would come over uh, and other friends would come over and they'd watch PG-13 horror movies. And those scared the shit out of me. Like, I was so scared. The first horror movie that I can remember seeing, besides, like, <laughs> you guys are going to laugh, <laughs> besides Signs, <laughs> <laughs> um, is um, the first one I can remember watching is... One Missed Call. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. I, I vaguely remember that one. It's like, like, like on blockbuster shelves. Like it, it was shit. like I don't know. I don't know if you see like this little red berry or something, and you you'll get a call and then you'll die. I don't know. Wow. I can't remember. It was so bad. But I that thing that haunted me. That haunted my <laughs> dreams for years. And that's how it was for me with horror movies until 2020, when Robert it, like we were isolated. And Robert made me watch. Like, well, a no, bunch no, of no, stuff. no, I didn't make you watch it. Okay. Well, you wanted to show me stuff, and I wanted to watch it. And I, the first one, I mean, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, so it's kind of repetitive. But just like Hill House, the fact that it was so artsy and like it had a story that I really enjoyed, and it had like a lot more depth than I was used to from a horror movie. That is what kind of got me past that threshold yeah and then we watched hereditary and that midsummer which fucked me up <laughs> so bad waking up in the night screaming because i was like i'm gonna die there's something in here that's gonna kill me i like terrified me but now i am like at this point where the only like it just doesn't bother me i don't like gore it's hard for me to watch like i flinched when he was like beating the head in of the last clone and he's just like beating like demolishing the skull with his hand that like makes me sick but I've talked about this on the podcast before that I try not to look away and I didn't look away at this movie at all um even when he was sucking her 
titty. That made me so uncomfortable, bro. She was just saying, I what hated the fuck? that. I was like, what, what the, the fuck? F- bro. The fuck? <laughs> and uh, so I, like, am not, I, I feel like I've moved into the middle of the two of you. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to be where you are, Alec, except for that I couldn't even watch, like, I, could, I would never go to the theater to watch a horror movie at all, ever. Um, but now I'm, like, at this point where I feel like I can enjoy it as art. And the only movies that I feel like I cannot sit through that I do not enjoy watching is anything that makes me bored. Mm. And uh, I wasn't bored. I was not bored. <laughs> Say what you want about this movie. Yeah, yeah. I uh, there's this there's this Goldilocks zone of horror that is becoming more popular, but for a really long time wasn't. Like the quote-unquote woke horror. I don't really like that term necessarily because it's, I don't know. I'd figure like get out like would be in there. Yeah, you know, that that like elevated horror is something else, another phrase that people use that I don't particularly like because there's like a very rich history of horror movies that have something to say mm. and like accomplish it in really cool ways. But there was that massive like franchise slasher phase in horror that that's what people think of when they think of Mm. horror movies, you know what I mean? And I really, I don't know, I like watching those for a different reason because they're stupid and ridiculous and, you know, you get super drunk or do a bunch of mushrooms and then watch a fucking Freddy versus Jason, you know what I mean? And then that's a good time or whatever. But these are the type of movies that I really, really, really enjoy. Exactly for what Alec was saying, like, being able to talk about them afterwards and thinking about them. Because, like, in the moment, I'm trying to think, okay, what what is this movie about? What is this movie about? You know what I mean? And, like, you could talk about, like, you, like the wage disparity or, or rather the class, like, disparity. And you could talk about, like, the self-destructive nature of humans and, like, the hedonism inside all of us and blah, blah, blah. But that's the kind of stuff that I want. It makes you a monster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then talking about it and then listening to other people talk about it on like podcast or video essays and stuff like that like that's something that's really fun and then I also really enjoy the practical effects mm. in a movie and it's fun to think how like, how like what I'm looking at was achieved yeah. yeah yeah exactly and horror I feel like is the last bastion of practical effects mm, where people absolutely. are very interested and the audience and the directors and the people that are making the movie are equally interested in the like art form of practical effects and but they don't necessarily only do them you know what i mean i feel like more than average yeah yeah. it's not very restrictive but or like snooty or anything like that i feel like a lot of times and this isn't always the case there's like there's always going to be bad horror movies because the thing the thing about a bad horror movie is you still have a good time when you're watching it, almost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's fun to, like, shit on it and stuff like that. Um, Unless it's, like, skin of a rink. Don't, don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even get me started. We haven't talked to Alec about skin of a rink yet. He doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know. Because why would we In talk fact, I'm not even going to tell you. You should just listen to the episode, yeah, Alec. Yeah, anyway. I'm fucking <laughs> heated. Um, yeah, you you derailed me, because I'm, now I'm, all I can think about is that fucking shitty movie um i'm yeah. sorry i don't, I'm I don't sorry. even know what i was, what I was gonna say <laughs> i was thinking the whole time i guess not the whole time but when it got to a certain point 
when he tried to run away on the bus and they stopped and they they got him and they were walking back and I was like why doesn't he just kill himself like I know that sounds really awful (laughs) that sounds disgusting I'm so sorry but at this like at this point he cannot leave he if he goes home like they're gonna find out what he did He's not, like, it's not going to be okay. His life isn't going to be normal. His wife's going to leave him. He just has found out that his, like, the only people he ever thought liked his book were literally just using him for sex and for fun and doing heinous things, just making other human beings and just playing terrible mind games. They give him the knife later when they find him. And I'm, and they're like, you have to, you, it'll only kill be one by blood. I'm like, kill yourself, dude. He does. He does. But I mean, like, <laughs> I'm like, just, way, just, yeah. just get out of here. That's, and then he just stays. He kills the beast within him. He kills the beast within him. And then he just stays <laughs> because yeah. why would you go back home? Because what's the point? So in some ways, this movie is about the indomitable human spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, we make this a Christmas movie somehow? <laughs> <laughs> I think you could bring every movie back to the indomitable human spirit. Because what are what is movie making, uh, if not that, Alec? An older name for science fiction is speculative fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about asking questions, essentially, about like the human condition. I know all literature is technically, but speculative fiction is specifically geared towards not just what is, but what can be and what could be or will be possible because of the progression of human, you know, ingenuity and science and technology and so on. The indomitable human Um, spirit. And so, and the indomitability of the human spirit. (laughs) Um, This in particular really reminded me of like some old head, like science fiction Uh that I've read, like Isaac Asimov, Ray Bradbury, specifically John Scalzi. There's a, a book that he read or wrote um that i read a really long time ago called old man's war where uh there's like this whole galactic uh earth government and their army is composed of uh clones but the clones are uh like they're they're cloned from the populace it's not all just like the same dude like in star wars and they uh like when basically like when you get really really old they make a clone for you that's like really young and strong and put your mind in it and you have to, like, go and fight for your country, basically. Mm. Um, and so it gets into ideas of, like, what is a person, identity, um, uh, like, conscription and war and, like, the yeah. consequences of it and so on. Um, but specifically, the main character's wife uh, happened to die before she was plugged into her clone. And so he is led to believe that there were no uh, external consequences of that. But really, uh, when that when that occurs, they just turn on the clone like without like a pre-existing memory or identity and they basically get like drafted into like the special ops of like the government because they're Mm. like these spooks that have like no memory no no life and they just exist to fight and and so on but like this this reminded me of that in that like i don't know it's just it's just old like when when people think science fiction the same way that you, Robert, were talking about how horror, the the popular conception that comes up when you say that is like Jason Voorhees and, and Chucky and things like that. And it's not that those things are without merit, 
but it's that horror is so much more broad and has so much more of a heritage and a tradition than just that single popular phase of its history. And science fiction or speculative fiction is the same, I feel, where if like people talk about science fiction and they might immediately think about Star Trek or Star Wars, which definitely like that, like science fiction as a genre isn't demeaned by that perception, but that perception can be broadened, you know, and there's a lot more heritage and history to it than I think a lot of people would assume. And I feel like this movie is definitely looking more towards like John Scalzi and, and those kinds of old head, like yeah. science fiction writers than like say George Lucas or something like that. For sure. I, this movie in particular, I don't know. It has a very old science fiction feel, feel with that Cronenberg flair yeah. that makes it like, you know, like, um, it's about very black mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it it's, it's very Orwellian in the way that like, Okay, so we cloning, a, make creating a perfect clone is is possible, and what do we do with it? <laughs> yeah. We fucking sell it to rich people to, you know what I mean? Like, like, like it just goes back to capitalism. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, very like that, and that 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 taste is very old school science fiction in my mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, it was a... I hated it. I, yeah, I really, really yeah. enjoyed it the whole time. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love all the weird and oh, the fucking costuming. That's where I was going before you, the you derailed the me. Masks with in Skidamore. particular, the, the masks, masks were masks fucking amazing. Crazy. So good. Like the one that had the, the coins in its mouth. Oh, that one. And then the one that he wore with like the little like. Jester. Yeah. The one that had the very first one that they show with, like, the dots on its forehead. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a person. I mean, that's what you're supposed to think. But I was like, oh, my God. Like, that was, like, my reaction. I, like, jumped. I was yeah. like, oh, jump they, scare. <laughs> jump scare. They, yeah, the masks were really, really good. Um, also, the, like, two dots that, like, all of the natives had on their face. For the, they explained for it the, in the beginning. Yeah, for the, it's so cool to me. Yeah. Like, that was so, I don't know. It was really cool, and it was a great way to, like, visually distinguish like Who the, the top one percent and then the the people that they exploit mm-hmm. by being in their position you know what i mean um and the fact that the dots were like red and blue mm-hmm. um just like showing like that opposite type thing and uh that opposite type thing <laughs> <laughs> quote <laughs> that Robert opposite said. type thing um <laughs> Just like the the polarities, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and they did that in the the cloning chamber too, yeah. with the red, red liquid. And, yeah, and, and the red and blue was everywhere. Like yeah, absolutely. The very great use of color. Also, there was a scene that kind of made Becca laugh, but I thought was really cool. It was uh, when he was first getting uh, interviewed by the cop, the detective, mm. and the detective was so out of focus that his fucking head. <laughs> Was like he looked like an alien. <laughs> like his head was so like the light thin was and, coming like, in on both sides. Yeah, his head was. Like, but it looked really cool to me. Like I don't know. Like it, it looked very like. I it looked like I w- I don't want to say intentional, but no, it looked I think like it was intentional. accidentally intentional. Like they were like, oh look what that's doing. How far can we push that yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. And I fucking loved that. It was super super cool. Um, there was a lot of really cool camera effects. I think that were kind of low key. Just like where the camera's focus is pulling and stuff like that, 
um, I thought was uh, very competent. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we, I've ever seen anything by Brandon Cronenberg, but uh, that was this was a hit. This was a hit for me. I want to grade it and see where we fall. Yeah, I'm against gonna, Rotten Tomatoes. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna give it like an eighty six. I was gonna say seven. Fourteen. <laughs> Do you have it pulled up, or am I pulling it up? I should have. I I mentioned it. Let's see here. <coughs> <coughs> Infinity pool eighty six. Hey yo, let's go. Let's see if that the was. Audience critic. I'm looking. It's loading. I'm close enough to the Wi-Fi that it's like fucking with my phone. <laughs> Oh, audiences fucking hate it. 50%. <laughs> but that's amazing. I'm the everyman on this podcast. <laughs> critics love it. You and it. your bullshit critics. <laughs> they fuck themselves. Hey, you know what I say every time. I say fuck the critics. Oh. So. This is my last thing. The shot of him in the mask with the cigar, smoking the cigar through the mask. <laughs> that one's so hard. I was like, that is so fucking cool. <laughs> so cool. All right, folks. That's it. Um, just That's in I case I haven't been cleared, don't see this movie. <laughs> um, but if you do, see it in theaters. Yeah, it it actually it actually will benefit from the theatrical experience. Yeah, very cerebral. Um, be careful. You have there's an epilepsy any, warning in the yes, beginning. Yes, experience so. with epilepsy. Don't don't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, and by don't or worry about don't it, I mean don't worry ruined. about going to see this. Because the, I felt like I might start doing something <laughs> when it started flashing, like when he's getting cloned. Yeah. Um, when he's standing there like, Wallace and Gromit moment. <laughs> With his teeth all bare. Very anyway. Compromising. All right. Thanks, ghouls. Love you, ghouls. I'm not going to say, well, cool. Um. Well, <laughs> cool. We're going to abandon cool. that verbal tick just for tonight. <laughs> We love you. Good Thanks night. for all the love. love We're cool. getting so, so much love from uh, the UK and Germany right now. Oh, yeah. Which is I was going to do the thing. Should, so, we, should we shout out, shout out our boy? Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> Thank you, Germany. Thank you, Germany. Yeah, uh, we've been getting a lot of love, um, so we appreciate it. Uh, specifically, our boy Daniel. Shout out, Daniel. Let's go, shout Daniel. Out Daniel. Let's go, bro. Let's go, bro. Let's go, bro. <laughs> I told them we were going to do the whole episode with British accent. Oh, no. <laughs> to do it another time. <laughs> All right, girls. We love you. Good night. Good night.